Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So as we continue to work on becoming better versions of ourselves, I thought in this episode that I would share a little bit more of my personal journey in regards to becoming a better me. And so um, (laughs) the reason why I want to share this is because I, I feel like a lot of people can relate to it. Uh, in regards to being in control and learning how to or needing to learn how to let go of control so that you are more apt to taking risk in life. And it's not so much just about taking risk, but it's just about not allowing yourself to be stopped. Um, And that's me. So let me speak for myself. Uh, For me, I think control is a safety net. And I actually heard it in a message that a part of control is to create our own security and comfort. And that really hit me because I was like, yeah, because I am comfortable with being in control. One of the reasons why I am not fond of flying. Now, I have had my share of plane travel but it's not my preferred way to travel. Um, in fact, um, the longest I've ever been on a flight was going to California, which was like a four hour flight. And I had to distract myself while there because every time that I looked around, I was just like, oh, I need to hurry up and get off this plane. And a part of it, and God's revealed it to me, is because I'm not in control when I'm in the plane. Like I, there is absolutely nothing I can do on a plane like there's nothing and so that oh my gosh it makes me so uncomfortable that it gives me anxiety and I pray about it I do I'm like Lord help me to get over this help me to just put my full trust and faith in you that you know heaven forbid like I'm gonna I'm be with you you know what I'm saying but the the fact of the matter is is that it still makes me very anxious to get on a plane, especially for that long of a duration. And when I think about that, when I think about the fact that it's just about the control, I realize more and more how, like it made me realize how much of a control, I don't want to use the word freak, but how much of a controlling person I I am. Because see, when I thought about it in the professional stance like you know especially working for somebody else I was really adaptable and flexible you know there were things like changes would come and like yeah initially like why why are we doing this make it make sense but then I went with the flow you know what I'm saying it was a quicker adjustment I was more flexible but when it comes to my personal life and it comes to my house to my family Not so much like it's not as flexible and it's not one of those, oh, it's Hannah's way or the highway, but it's one of those things where it's just like, well, well, why do we need to do it this way? And it's so funny that I say that because God is doing a new thing, right? He's, he's always doing a new thing. And I think we get hung up on the whole, oh, he's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. Yes, he is. That is true. But a part of his character is to do a new thing. So that's not God changing. That's God being true to who he is, which is to do a new thing. 
he doesn't necessarily do it the same way, which is why, you know, sometimes when we're expecting for a blessing to go a certain way, like, oh, God, you did it for this person this way. Can you do it for me? And I'm speaking to myself (laughs) when I say that, because have you ever like asked God a question and you're just like, okay, I I need a clear cut answer. God, can you show it to me? Like you showed Gideon. Gideon came to you with that mat or was it a mat? I think it was a mat, a fleece mat or something. But Gideon came to God with a mat, was like, okay, make all the grass around the mat wet and the mat dry. And then God did it. And then he was like, okay, God, so now make the mat wet and all the area around it dry. And he did it again. And then he came back. He was like, all right, God, don't be mad at me. But it's just like, I want to go to God like that. But at the same time, it's God's just like, okay, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to talk to you a different way. I'm not necessarily going to answer you the same way I answer Gideon. But a lot of the times, like I'm expecting it to come a certain way. And I'm pretty sure you guys have heard me say that we are always, if God is always meeting our expectations, how can he ever exceed them? Right. If, if God was to always answer our prayers, the way that we want him to, how could he ever exceed them? And the thing is, is that he's not. Bible tells us that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. God's going to do it his own way. You know what I'm saying? And we have to be okay with that. Like, I think the pandemic is like the best illustration to show that because there were so many people that were asking for a new job, new environment, that were asking to spend more time with their family, who were asking for more time for themselves to work on their businesses, that was asking for time, that was asking for change. And then the pandemic came and we were all tripping. Initially, some of us eventually came around, you know, realized like, oh, this is an answer prayer. But like initially we were all tripping. Why? Because it came another way. It came in an unexpected way. Nobody was thinking about no shutdown. Nobody was thinking about being in quarantine with their family. Like, this is not how I wanted it to be, God. I said I wanted to travel with my family, not be stuck up in the house with them for months at a time. But was the prayer answered though? You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I look at that as in like, Hannah, that's you always trying to control the narrative. That's you trying to control the outcome of a situation. Like you want it to go like exactly how you want it to go because you think it's the best way. And it may not be. You know, there is like the scripture says, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the will of the Lord that will prevail. Like it's. I can make all these plans, but it's God who's going to order my steps. He's just like, okay, I get the plans that you have, but I'm going to order your steps and I'm going to put, I'm, I'm going to put it into place. Like, this is how it's going to be in place. So this is what you're asking for. This is what you want. And this is how I'm going to give it to you. I'm not saying it's a no, but there's something that needs to happen before that. There's some lessons that need to be learned. There's some pruning that needs to be done. And I don't like pruning, (laughs) y'all. I don't. I mean, lessons are cool, but like, what kind of lesson is this? What am I going to actually have to go through? You know, and the thing is, is that we should be willing to go through stuff because we know that it's only going to build endurance and perseverance in us. Doesn't the scripture say that we should actually boast when trials and tribulations come our way because we know that it works it works our faith that it's going to work our endurance and our patience and that it's going to make us stronger like all of that sounds good but at the end of the day 
I'm going to just be honest. Like, I don't want to have to go through all of that. Like, God, is there another way that we can strengthen my faith, that we can build endurance and, you know, allow me to persevere? Like, do I have to go through this valley moment? Like, for real, if um, if it was up to me, <laughs> it, I would learn the lesson another way, like just point blank serious. But the thing is, is that I think, well, I think I know that it's good for my strength, for for stretching me. I know it's good for pulling me out of my comfort zone because in my comfort zone, I can't grow in my comfort zone. I can't really become better because it's too comfortable. Like it's like going to the gym, right? Now, I know there's some people who love going to the gym. They love putting themselves through that pain. Now, those are the people who really exemplify that scripture that says, like, boast in trials and tribulations. Because the people who go to the gym who really love, like, working out and having sore muscles and all of that feels good, they they are the epitome. Like, seriously, they are the illustration of that scripture, like rejoicing because they know it's going to make them better. But that ain't all of us. <laughs> okay. I don't go to the gym and be like, yes, bring on the pain. That ain't, uh, uh-uh, that's not me. But I still put myself through it because I know that it's going to work better for me in the long run. I know it's going to help me keep, help be a better, healthier version of myself. So I do it. I endure it because I know that it's going to build up my endurance and that it's going to be better for me in the long run and better for my children, right? And so I say that because right now I am learning how to be stretched in the area of control. Like I didn't realize how much control, um, I'm trying to figure out how to say it because I, I know what I think in my mind, but I want to convey it in a way where y'all can truly understand what I'm saying, like how it affects other areas, right? So let's just take perfectionism, for example. You know that saying that says practice makes perfect, right? Well, it's not about achieving perfection. It's about progressing and becoming better. So I know in our household, we say practice makes better because you never really hit a level of perfectionism because there's always going to be somebody out there who does it better, which means that not that you're in competition with that person to be better than them, but it should be a thing where it's like, I always want to improve upon myself. Like there's never a plateau where it's just like, oh, I've reached the top and I'm just going to stay here. No, because as long as we're living and breathing and growing, there's always going to be more that we can work on within ourselves. And I think that's the other thing too, right? Because there's a difference between striving for better and striving for, um, I guess for lack of better words, like perfection. Like there's a thin line between that. Um, and I, I think it's about intent. Let's, so let's go with intent and ambition, right? Because what is the intent of you becoming better? Is it so that you can have bragging rights? Is it so that you can reign supreme? Because then that intention, that that ambition, that's when that can go south. But when it's about just really improving yourself and being in competition with yourself and just wanting to be better because you want to see how far you can push yourself and how far you can go, 
then that's what makes the difference. And when you're doing it for yourself just to see how far you can go, then you're not a people pleaser. You're not worried about what the crowd has to say or how people are going to view you. You're doing it for yourself. And that's where humility comes in, right? Because a lot of times when you're doing it for other people, it's like you got something to show and something to prove. That's some of the things that I've been learning about myself. Like I've learned uh, as while I'm working on this control thing and letting it go is, is that I, for a very long time, have felt the need to prove myself to other people, to prove like I belong, to, pr- to prove that I deserve to be here. Um, some people may refer to it as imposter syndrome, but I don't think it's so much imposter syndrome that I've been dealing with more as just just feeling inadequate, feeling like I'm I don't deserve what I have, you know, um, and it's not about being humble either because there's this false sense of humility that comes with that as well because like I know what God has placed inside of me and God is great so if he is in me then I'm great if the gift like he doesn't make junk um the Bible tells me that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made so in all of these gifts they're they're referred to as as treasures like he places these treasures he's hide he's hidden them in earthen vessels we are those vessels so here are these treasures these great gifts these skills these talents these abilities all of these things he's hidden inside of us that we're supposed to use to give to his glory so i know what's on the inside of me is great I know what's on the inside of me is world changing. I know what's on the inside of me is made for impact, is made for me to make a mark for the kingdom. It's greatness because God is great. So I know these things, right? So it's not a matter of me like not feeling that or or having this sense of of humility. Like I'm humble that God placed it inside of me. But it's, it's also having the confidence like, hey, because God put this on the inside of me, And I can use this for his glory. I need to be confident in that. That's the area of issue for me. The area of issue for me is that I have not been confident in the abilities that I have. And so I think I've kind of covered it up with just like controlling and, and, you know, being um, what I think others think I should be like. And that's a lot of stress. That I place on myself because one, the only person's opinion that I need to be concerned with is God's. What does God say about me? God is my creator. He is the one who knows me. Like I love Psalms 139 and y'all definitely, um, if you're not familiar with it, I recommend, you know, reading it because it breaks it down for me or a reminder to me of who I am in God and how well he knows me you know for example it says you created every part of me you put me together and this is the message version I love the way that the message version breaks it down but you created every part of me you put me together in my mother's womb I praise you because of I praise you because you are to be feared and all you do is strange and wonderful I know with all my heart when my bones were being formed carefully put together in my mother's womb when I was growing there in secret you knew that I was there you saw me before I was born the days allotted to me have been recorded in your book before any of them begun like that just hits me really heavy because it's like God saw the makings of me 
He knows what he put inside of me. He knows what he predestined me to be. He knows how many days I have on this earth to get it accomplished. That's the scariest part right there. I don't know how many days I have. I do not know. God knows. And so it's like, God is like, I know how much time you have, Hannah. And you've been holding yourself back. You've been controlling things. You haven't really been relying on me because you're, you're, you've, you've placed these standards on yourself, whether they were standards placed on you um, by your own will or the, the standards of society and other people. Like you have all of these unnecessary pressures on you, pressures that I didn't give you, pressures that I didn't put on you. You know that, that scripture that says that he'll never give you more than you can bear? Like a lot of the times the things that become overwhelming to me, it's and it's just like, well, God, you said you'll never give me more than I could bear, but this seems unbearable. And God's like, but I ain't get that to you. I know what you can bear. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like how the scripture tells us that we've each been given our own measure of faith. God's like, I know how much faith I gave you. I know how much you have. I Everything I give you is according to what your abilities are. Like, I love the parable of the talents. Like, that is my favorite parable story because there is so much that we can pull out of that story. But one of the biggest things that I get from that story every time is how you know, the one servant was given five, the other was given two. And then the last one, the third one was given one. Right. And the scripture says that they were each given a talent according to their abilities. God gives us our talents and the trials all according to our ability. That's why for some of us who go through some things, it's just like, I must be one of God's strongest warriors because my goodness, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's according to our abilities, right? And we can't be concerned about the other one. And, and that's what we get caught up in. And that's what I get caught up in sometimes. I get caught up in the fact that it's just like, I look at the others with their talents and it's like, y'all know what y'all supposed to be doing with that. Y'all like, I want to know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, am I supposed to be doing what you're doing? No, Hannah, you're not supposed to be doing what you're doing. There's only one you, <laughs> There's only one you there may be somebody out there in this world who has my exact name, but there's still only one me. I'm the only version of this Hannah, you know, and God is like, I know what I gave you and what I gave you. It's for purpose. It's a part of the the entire body, like all of you work together. Right. And I've said this before, like my I can't tell my pinky toe that it's it's not useful because it's a pinky toe. Just like no one can tell me that I'm not useful with my talents because in their eyes, their talents are greater. That's the other thing, y'all. Like our talents, there's no talent that's greater than the other one because they're all necessary for the body. They're all necessary for us to share with one another, right? So it's not about chasing perfect. It's not about just keeping ourselves busy and, and trying to earn God's love or earn our place in the kingdom. God is like, I've given all of you talents, and they're all equal in my sight because they're all for my glory. So what I want y'all to do is, is I want y'all to use them according to my the, the plans that I have for you. And see, that's the thing for me. I get so caught up in 
in the planning part of it. And yeah, like I have learned to sit down and talk to God like, okay, God, I I don't want to pursue anything that is not worth pursuing. Like I don't want to pursue anything that's not in your will for my life. Like I want to make sure that I'm doing your will, that I'm in alignment with your will so that I I can have some ease. (laughs) And, And when I say that, that doesn't mean that, oh, oh, once you're in alignment, you're just going to have straight ease. What I mean is, is that like if you follow the map on the GPS, okay, let, let's use the GPS, for example, and you're going someplace and you don't know where you're going. You're going to find yourself getting there, even though the road to getting there is going to have some turbulence along the way, right? Because whether you have a map or not and a storm comes, the storm is still going to be there with the map. You're going to be looking at the map through the storm like, okay, I know where I go. But the map helps. It helps you get there. It doesn't change the storm, but it helps you get there. Now, imagine you trying to get to your destination in the storm without the map, without GPS telling you where to go. Now you over here trying to figure out where do I go? Do I make a right or a left? How do I get there? That's what I mean by ease. Like, Being in alignment with his word, just following his blueprint, it allows me to not have to worry (laughs) about how to get there because I'm following him. Isn't that what Philippians 4 and 6 tells us? Do not worry. Like we're not supposed to worry. Don't worry. Instead, pray. And I know that, you know, some of you may say, well, Hannah, that's easy for you to say. Just pray about it. But I, I need a right now answer. And God may have a right now answer for you. You know, the thing is, is that for me, I'm just learning that I have to let go of control because I'm not in control and I can't control the narrative. All I can control is myself and my responses to the things that happen in life. When my day gets interrupted, here it is. I had all these plans and now a prime example Christmas. Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year. Like just as soon as the what the fourth quarter or yeah, the fourth quarter hits October, November, December. I'm in my I'm not saying I'm not in my happy place throughout the rest of the year, but I'm just saying I'm I'm in my like Christmas happy place. okay? because all the things, all the lights, all the smells, all that stuff, it just brings me joy and I look forward to it. And I plan events for my family to experience the wonders of this time of year. And for the Jenkins household in 2022, we got hit with COVID. I got hit with it first and I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I was livid. I was upset that I got COVID because I'm like, I be wearing my mask. Like I was still wearing my mask out in the stores and everything. I was like, I be wearing my mask and I wash my hands all the time. Like how I get COVID. And then I was just like, and none of these other jokers had it at the time. Nobody else had it. I was the only one that had it. And I was just upset with myself. I was like, this is what I get for not taking my vitamins more consistently. I should have been building up my immune system. I know that COVID is real and it's still out there. Blah, 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 blah. All the things, right? And then two days later, AJ ended up getting sick and he got thrown in quarantine with me. And then Anthony got it. And then eventually Skyline got it. Mind you, every time that somebody tested positive, everybody else was tested negative because we tested everybody else. And on the last day, Skyline is the one who got it. 
But my whole point of sharing that story is, is that that changed my Christmas plans. Like one of the events that we were supposed to go to, we couldn't go to because of COVID. And I didn't pay for, um, what is it called? Uh, ticket insurance or something like that. Or, <laughs> and so because I didn't pay for the ticket, ticket pr- protection is what it was called. Because I didn't pay for the ticket protection, like I couldn't get a refund. The only option was to reschedule. And that, you know, messed with our plans as well because we scheduled to go when we were able to go. And even though we tried to reschedule to go later, it just interfered with what we had going on. So we still didn't end up going. And I was upset about that. But everything happens for a reason. And that was one of the things that God was showing me. Like, Hannah, you got to let go of control. Like, I could not control that I got COVID. Like, as much preparation as I did. And that's the thing. Oh, my gosh. The thing that God was showing me is, is that Hannah, you can do all the things you can prepare yourself as much as you can, but you cannot control the outcome. You cannot control how things play out. You can't control the narrative. All you can do is control how you respond to it. How are you going to respond? How are you going to respond when things don't turn out the way that you want them to? When you don't get the job that you were hoping or praying to get when you don't get the call back or don't get the booking for that audition that you had or when you don't get that a on the test that you studied so hard for when you don't get the promotion on your job when you know the the engagement gets broken off you know when when all the things of life happen how do we respond to that how And that's what it's about. It's about letting go of control. It's about understanding that God knows the plans that he has for us. That he's the one who orders our steps, even though we make our plans, he still orders them. Right. I've I've shared it before about expectation. Like if God is always meeting our expectation, how can he ever exceed them? How can he ever do exceeding abundantly far above we can ever ask think or imagine how can he go above that if he's always meeting us right where we are and we have to remember that we are finite he is infinite so we are limited on our range of thinking and thoughts and imagination and processes so if we're over here telling an infinite God who can do the impossible oh I need you to do it this way don't we think that we're limiting him God is unlimited and we we have our own ideal of what perfection is right we have our own ideal of of what what that looks like and the thing is is that it's not about perfection it's not about obtaining this because perfection is final like when you get when you get to perfection that means you're complete and once you're complete where else is there to go For a living, breathing thing that is ever evolving and growing, you can't hit perfection because then that means there's nothing else that needs to be done. And if there's nothing else for you to be done, then your time is up, right? The whole reason why we're living and breathing is proof that we still have purpose on this earth. So if you're striving for perfection and you hit it, is it time for you to check out? Because there's nothing more for you to do. You can't just sit here in limbo, right? 
So it's not about perfectionism. It's not about hitting perfection because first of all, God continues to do a good work in us until the return of our Lord and Savior. So if he's continuing to do a work on us, then no, you ain't hit perfection, chief. So why are you chasing it? You chasing after a never ending thing. Instead, strive to be better. Strive to progress. Strive to work, continue to work on those areas of your life that you know that you can use some improvement on. That's what I'm doing. Like, and I ain't gonna lie to y'all. This this control thing, I didn't realize how much it had a hold on me. I really didn't. I didn't realize how much it had a hold on me, how it has a, a hold on my thought processes and how, you know, I'm so overly concerned sometimes about the perception of others. It's like, girl, let it go. Why are you giving room to the unsolicited opinions of others in your life? When at the end of the day, the only person's approval you should be seeking is God. Like, seriously, are you a people pleaser? Or are you a God pleaser? Like, you got to show up for God, Hannah. You got to be willing to put yourself out there. Stop hiding behind the scenes because you ain't no better than the, t- the servant with the one talent. Because you so overly concerned about the what you think. And that's the other thing is what I think. I don't even have proof that this is what's going to happen. I mean, well, well, the facts that I do have is that the Bible tells me that, you know, they they not going to like me. There's going to be people out there who's not going to like me. You know what I'm saying? And I got to be OK with that. The Bible tells us that, you know, that the world is going to hate us. So the message that I have to bring, the the things that I have to share, everybody in the world ain't going to approve of it. But who am I going to stand for? I'm going to stand with God. So that means that I have to allow this shedding of the control to fall off. I have to let it go and trust God because he knows the plans that he has for me anyway, right? He knows where I'm supposed to go. So I just got to trust him and let go. All right, y'all. Well, I hope you got something out of the podcast today. It's always my prayer that you do. Please, please, please send me your listener letters to Hannah's World at, um, oh goodness, at Hannah's World 00 at gmail.com. I would love to hear, you know, what your thoughts are on today's um, episode or on a previous episode. And then a direct connect could be on Instagram at Hannah's World 00. So hit me up in the DMs or through a listener letters. But until next time, peace out, world. Thank you.